Hi, and thank you for listening to this episode. I wanted to tell you really quick, I really want to connect with you. Like, for real, I'm not joking. I really want to connect with my listeners. And so because of that, I have set up a Facebook group. And so if you would like to join that Facebook group, you can check out the show notes of this episode or my most recent episodes in season three, and the link will be in those show notes. Or you can search Facebook and search the Pursuing Purpose podcast and request to join the group. In that group, I plan to encourage, continue to encourage you in purpose. Every day we'll have a post of something that'll encourage you to uh, pursue purpose. If you're pursuing your purpose, we'll give you a spot on Saturdays to promote that thing that you're doing. If it is entrepreneurial or whatnot, um, in any case, I just want to create a community with you. So go on Facebook, sign up to join the Facebook group Pursuing Purpose Podcast. I can't wait to see you there. And now that you've listened to this little advertisement, you can skip over the first minute or so of the next episode that you hear this on. What's up, everybody? My name is Rashida Jackson, and you are listening to Focus Friday. What if I told you that I spent the last two or three weeks being personally trained by Chip Gaines of the hit show Fixer Upper, of Magnolia Homes, of all those different companies that they have now? You probably wouldn't believe me. (laughs) Um, Well, here's this. I have heard from Terry Seville Foy, someone I'm a big fan of, that you spend a lot of time with people by reading their material and you get mentored by those people by reading their material. And I just finished reading Capital Gains by Chip Gaines and the subtitle, I forgot exactly what the subtitle is because I don't have the book with me because I rented it from the library. Um, The subtitle is uh, Smart Things I Learned by Doing Stupid Stuff. Honestly, I didn't think there was a lot of stupid things in there. There were a couple of like questionable things. I think he spoke a lot about the dumb things that he did more so more so in the Magnolia um, storybook, which I'm currently reading. Um, But he didn't have too many stupid things in there. Anyway, I didn't come on here to talk about the subtitle. I came on here to share with you some of the things that I learned from this book. And if you have not read the book, a book, I hope this is an encouragement to you to read it. And uh, if you guys like stuff like this, give me a little hand clap right here so that I can know and um, I can record more content like this so that you guys can be aware of the different things that I'm learning. I love to share what I've learned. Anyway, point number one of what I have learned in Capital Gains from Chip Gaines. He, let me backtrack a little bit more. He takes the opportunity in this book to personally mentor anybody who picks up this book. That's what I truly felt from this book. He is 
honestly, it, it feels like he's kind of holding your hand and walking you through his story and saying, okay, now that you've seen my story, I want you to go out and make things happen for your life. And I think now that I'm thinking about it and talking about it, it kind of feels like that's his life purpose. Because now that I'm reading Magnolia's story, it's something that he is constantly encouraging people to do, pushing people to their purpose, pushing people to fulfill their dreams, pushing people to take risk and do things that seem impossible, but really aren't. Anyway, um, point number one of what I have learned, which is always to bet on yourself. There is a quote in the Chip Gaines book that I wrote down. It says, if you are going to make a bet, this is what Chip Gaines says. If you're going to make a bet, bet on yourself. Of course, you won't always win. Life doesn't work that way. But if you don't at least try, how will you ever know what is on the other side? That struck me. That was the second thing in the book that just rocked me. It was like, how many things have I been missing out on opportunities of? Because I didn't try. I recorded another podcast Um, and put it in the drafts of Anchor. And it was about why we procrastinate. I had a government situation that I needed to address and it took me a very long time to address it. And when I did address it, it only took, it was so easy. You have to listen to the podcast to get the full story, but it was so easy. But after I got done with that, I said, why in the world did I procrastinate about this? And putting it in a context of this quote, why didn't I believe in me and not just in me, the God that is inside of me? Because the word says that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And the government would be something that is in the world. It's a natural system, even though it mimics God's system. It's a natural system. Why didn't I bet on me and the God that is inside of me to win this, knowing that this was a fixed fight, even though it looks scary? Even though I procrastinated severely long on this thing, why did I not bet on myself and the God that is in me to win this? Are there situations where you are procrastinating about things, putting things off that you should be going ahead and just taken care of because the greater one is inside of you are there dreams are there visions are there just daily things that you just have been avoiding what are those things and if you know those things I encourage you to write them down and then after that I encourage you to start thinking about a plan of action on how to accomplish those things Another thing I learned from Terry Seville Ford that God is starting to echo back in my head again, which means this is something I've got to start implementing again. And that thing is, is that if you have something that you have an idea about, there's something that God has taught uh, or has dropped in your spirit to do. And it's been kind of mulling around in there. And you make a decision to say, I'm going to do that. What Terry Seville Ford quoted of someone else is that if you don't decide to do something about that within the next 24 hours, chances are you never will. 
that's uh, kind of shocking and a little, I don't know, unnerving. I don't know what the best word is for that right now, but those things that you have on your heart, if you've made a decision to go ahead and do it, do something within the next 24 hours. And if you don't, the chances are, uh, the chances of you doing them are uh, very slim, basically. I'll give you an example of how this worked for me. Two quick ones, hopefully. Hopefully they're quick. <laughs> I had uh, some goals last year. One of them was, and I think I've shared this on a previous podcast, I wanted to go to a uh, my husband and I both wanted to go to a business conference. The thing about going to this business conference, it, it was going to cost us a good bit of $1,100 to get there. I, I'll put that in perspective for you. That is all of that. That's about the price of our rent right now. At the time, we did not have a car to get there. But when we decided that night in... um December of 2016 to go to this conference, that thought came again to me that Terry Savelle Foy says, she says, if you make a decision about something and you don't do something about it in the next 24 hours, chances are you never will. That came up in my head and I said, what is something I can do right now to solidify this decision? I'll call and set up the hotel room because that's free. As long as I cancel the reservation, 24 to 48 hours before um I can't if if it if it were that I couldn't make the reservation as long as I cancel it within 24 hours then I'm good so I set up the reservation I think after that my husband and I set up the car rental air reservation point I'm making is we made that decision in December 2016 when it was January of that next year and this conference that we wanted to go to it was in four weeks of that decision so we had to raise the same amount of our rent in order to go to this conference in four weeks but within those four weeks because I stepped out in faith and I did something in the in the moment that I decided to have um, go to this conference we had a little over eleven hundred if not twelve hundred dollars to go to this conference and we did it all in style, had the platinum seats. If you ever have heard about the next conference, it's a faith business conference and she has platinum seats, which are considerably more than the regular price seats, which you get front row seating, you get extra setting, it's, it's, you get extra se sessions. I can speak today. Um, we stayed on the top floor of the hotel. Everything was exactly how we wanted. But why was that? We decided to bet on ourselves other than going against what we believed may not happen. Anyway, second um, situation that has happened with me recently with um, applying this. And I didn't even know I was applying this because I just read this book. But this was something that happened last year. I wanted to speak at a university sharing my testimony about how I came to Christ and the importance of loving on a certain group of individuals, particularly the gay and uh, homosexual community, and loving them into the body of Christ instead of condemning them into <laughs> the body of Christ because they already feel condemned. We don't need to continue in that. Anyway, 
I wanted to speak at a university and I hadn't had, I, I had done a couple things to move that noodle along, but nothing really had come of it. The Holy Spirit put it in my heart, go ahead and call one of the gentlemen that responded back and said that they were interested. They had just never gotten back to me. I was so nervous about that. I said, this guy doesn't know me. I don't, you know, I don't want to be, you know, he's, I'm sure he's busy. He's a student, all this other stuff. I said, I really, and you know, even though he was the head of the organization, the person that I needed to talk to, I just didn't want to do it. But I made a decision right then. I'm going to do this and I'm not going to keep putting this off. So in the moment that I decided to call, he picked up the phone while he was driving through a drive through uh, Whataburger, said, I remember you. Yeah, let's do this. Go ahead. Come to the university. I'll let you speak to the students that I have in my Bible study. And I got my first speaking opportunity. Praise the Lord and did awesome. But I would have never had that opportunity if I did not choose to bet on myself. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it a little longer than I wanted it to be. But that's something that I learned from Chip Gaines. And I wanted to share that with you guys. I have four other points that I want to share with you all also that I'll share over the coming weeks. We'll make this a series. Things I learned spending time with Chip Gaines. <laughs> that's what we'll call it. So love you guys so much. Like I said, um, talk to you guys next Friday. Bye.